pandemonium reigns. Hey, friends and family, welcome to Pandemonium Reigns. I'm Dan, he's Mike. I'm pretty, he's sexy. <laughs> Listen, y'all, we have some, I just, I just want to tell you guys about our friendship real quickly. I haven't seen my buddy since October. Finally got to hug his neck on Saturday, kiss his beard. It was a very, uh, it's been a long time. It's been since yeah. the Bama game. Uh, it's also been a long time in between episodes, so we... Uh, apologize for that, but I just want to remind you that we do this for free, so you can hit like and subscribe whenever you feel froggy. So now, now's a good time. Go ahead and go ahead and do that thing. Punch that thing. How are you, buddy? I'm I'm fantastic. How about yourself? I'm just trying to get this chicken out of my teeth. That's all. Oh yeah, that's a pain in the butt, but also <laughs> in the tooth. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm telling you. Hey, we got an interesting episode coming at you today. We're going to talk about. Coaches, college football coaches that are under the most pressure in 2023. Now, this is not hot seat scenarios like a Neil Brown who probably won't survive the season. That's not what we're talking about. Uh, most pressure. This could be uh, because maybe the seat is about to get hot. This, this, I mean, a number of different reasons. The, the, the canvas is blank. It's ready for us to paint on it. It's wide open. I've got a list. I'm assuming Mikey Dub has a list. A loose <laughs> list. It's uh the list is uh it, the list lives in the cloud at the moment. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Um, well, let's go ahead and 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 jump right into this. Since since mine is written down and yours is in your cloud, do you want to go ahead and spit one at me before you before you lose it? Give sure. Coach I'm, under a ton of pressure going into 23. All right. And, and this is a tough one for me because y'all probably have gathered that I, the difference between hot seat and pressure is, is very tough in my cloud. So when you, when I think pressure, not hot seat, but pressure, the first one that really came to mind for me is Billy Napier. Oh, interesting. Okay. He's because not on my he's, list. Okay. He's, he's probably safe from losing his job, barring the unthinkable in Gainesville. Um, but pressure nonetheless, whereas the seat will be red hot in 2024 if, you know, he doesn't work some sort of minor miracles. What do you think the bare minimum for a Billy Napier, something that he has to do in order to keep pressure off of him, in order to even keep the job? Because, I mean, Auburn showed us that, you know, I don't care if it's year two. You're not doing the job. You're not doing the job. We'll go find somebody who will and can. Uh, and, and even as you have said before, <clears throat> The rebuild is not like it used to be with the with the transfer portal. Something you've pointed out. So, give me something that 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 Billy Napier can do that will keep pressure off of him. Or what's the bare minimum? Oh man, I, I'm you know the first thing I thought of then is that there there's not going to be a ton of patience, and the situation is just it's it's as bleak as it's been at Florida in some time. Okay. Like as far as depth and talent and the rooms and, and all that stuff. So I feel like he, I mean, the man needs to find a way to win seven, eight games, but I just don't know that that's there. Seven or eight. Yeah. Wow. I mean, lofty. if he goes six and six and six and you know, you're one and two, I mean, come on, man. What are you, what are you going to do? I mean, what, what do you think Dan Mullen would have done if he had just, done enough to stay around, and he got Anthony Richardson. You know what I mean? It, what do you think he would have done with Anthony Richardson? Do you think he would have gone 6-6 six and six last year? Well, I, I think you and I fall into the same boat here. I, I, we believe that Anthony Richardson might be a little bit overhyped. Sure, 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 sure. But who would have used him correctly and who didn't? Okay, well, this is off topic. How would you sure. use him? How would you use him, though? Would you run, run him to him death? To death, yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. And That's fair. I, I just don't – I don't think that they did enough, and I think that he was, you know, not quite 100% if ever. So, mm -hmm. th there were factors, no doubt factors. But, but yeah, I just think Dan Mullen would have got a lot more – he would have known how to use him, and I'm not sure that they did down there because they tried to play kind of in a box. And Well, he was pretty, also dealing with some injuries pretty early. Yeah, on, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. For sure. Uh, well, they are – uh, they're going to travel to Utah to open the season post McNeese, post Tennessee, post Charlotte, travel to Kentucky, post Vanderbilt, 
travel to Columbia, South Carolina, uh, the world's largest outdoor cocktail party, host Arkansas, travel to LSU, travel to Missouri, host Florida State. That's not favorable. It's not that favorable. Doable, but not favorable. Yeah. Uh, I don't like a, a Utah win at this moment. I don't like a Tennessee win. Well, I'm sorry. I'm saying I don't like through the eyes of Florida. Like yeah, I like yeah. I like Utah. I like Tennessee. Yeah. I, I think in this moment I like Kentucky. At uh, Kentucky, why not? Yeah. South Carolina might be a toss up. Georgia's definitely a loss. Arkansas oh, yeah. is probably a loss. LSU is probably a loss. Missouri, I don't know. Toss up. Florida State, if they pick up where they left off, it's probably a loss. I don't know. Yeah. That's a lot. Okay. So uh, you know what? I didn't I didn't think to put him on on the list, but I think that makes a lot of sense after you point yeah. it out. I mean, six and six could be redone, and, and it could be worse if the quarterback situation is not good. Sure. And again, just based on how they used Richardson, what they tried to do with him, and again, maybe his health was a factor. I, man, I don't like what I see there. Even yeah. if they have stellar quarterback play, I don't like their receiver options. They don't have many deep threats, if any. You know, they've got a pretty decent slot guy that saw, I believe, is back, um, and then they've got a lot of big body guys that just don't inspire a lot of fear. Um, for me, you know what I mean? Yeah, so we'll see, we'll see what they can do. I'll be impressed if they, if they were to pull something out of that. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, I, I, I agree with that. I would, I would certainly add him to this list of most pressure. <clears throat> I'm going to throw a name at you and I Let's think this it. is going to surprise a lot of people. I cannot wait to see your face. I, I'm, I'm coming in with the, with the heavy punches. All right. Coaches with the most pressure, not hot seat coaches with the most pressure in 2023, Dion Sanders. Now let me let me let me try to make this make sense. All right, he is run. Uh, I'm not gonna say he's running his mouth, but he's talking a lot, right? Yeah. Uh, you know where to find me. We coming stuff like this. You're gonna you're gonna shoot this fan base through the roof in a matter of no time if you have not already. Yeah. Uh, you basically won the transfer portal, which is the key to winning now, right? Yeah. Mel Tucker says hello. Okay. Yeah. You brought in, you know, Travis Hunter, you've, you've Cavassier Smoke. So you've got defensive improvement. Of course, you're, you're improved everywhere. I think he's under pressure, and it not, might not even be a ton, but I think he's under pressure, and he'll probably tell you otherwise. But I think pressure will be ensued simply because uh, it's been self-inflicted, if that makes yeah. sense. Sure. You, are, you are raising the bar without having done anything. Yeah, I, I mean, you're, the 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 team was bad last year. The coaching staff was bad. It was all bad. You you have only the only way you can go is up. And I'm not convinced as a roster you're good enough to do that. Yeah, right? but you're talking like you're a blue blood, like you're <clears throat> like you're a bad boy. And I don't know that your schedule is all that favorable. You're going to play Nebraska out of the conference. You're going to play TCU. Out of the yeah. conference, and, T and and Nebraska is going to be in a similar situation where they're going to be playing with a lot of spunk, right? Both teams must win that game. That's fair. I mean, That's if you're fair. Matt Rule and you're trying to fix Nebraska, you can't lose to Deion Sanders and this terrible, terrible program. Even though you've been in the same boat, yeah. I mean, it's and you look at it through Deion's eyes, it's the same. It's the same deal. You can't lose to Nebraska. They've been so bad. You've right. made bigger splashes. It's like neither team can lose that game, and and somebody's gonna. Right. No. So I think the pressure is is actually brought upon himself. Sure. I, I think if I'm, of course, we have diff very different personalities. Um, if I'm talking, I don't know that I'm saying the things that he's saying, or I'm, oh, I'm yeah. not, or I'm not letting certain things hit media. Right. Like there's certain oh, things yeah. I'm going to be saying to my team, but I'm not. I do not want this hitting media. I like Deion Sanders. I'm rooting for him. I'm not saying he's arrogant. I just think this <clears> pressure <throat> is going to be self inflicted. That that's fair. That's totally fair. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't view it that way though, personally. And it's fine, fine that you do, uh, because he's he's just building expectations. I mean, he is just building a wall of expectations, and he's he's writing checks that if he can cash them, I'll be wowed. You know what I mean? Sure. Like I just my expectations are low. I mean, they in the cellar. The expectations. Well, my my point is that okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, you and I are on the outside looking in of what's going on in Colorado, but now you've got, I guarantee you, you have a majority of Colorado fans saying, "Oh my gosh, we're gonna go." We're back. 
we're gonna yeah, we're, we're gonna go nine and three. Now your level heads like a Joel Clatt who played there is like, uh, that's not happening. Yeah. But you're gonna I'm telling you, you're you're gonna have a fan base that's gonna be whoa, whoa, we don't what do you mean? We just lost a TCU? No, 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 no. Yeah. No, no, no. Oh, yeah. and Nebraska? No, 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 no. You're not winning that division. Not this That's year. possible. No way, dude. No, God. They couldn't win. I mean, there's there's certain there's low levels of football that they couldn't win the division or the conference of this year. I mean, it's a it's a freaking rebuild. Like, I mean, like we don't even know about. Like, and we've been bad. Tennessee's been bad. We've seen bad SEC programs. This is a this is a different rebuild. Now, the thing in their favor is that the pack is is going to be even this year before your your USC and U, uh, USC and UCLA leave it's still top heavy coaching uh-huh. is top heavy the talent is top heavy you know there's some programs that can snop you here and there in that mid to low level but i mean this is a heck of a rebuild and i'm just not i'm just not sold enough to really even put much stock or expectation into it now like i said i'll be really impressed if he does pull some things out of the hat like Six, seven wins would impress me quite a bit with how bad Colorado has been. But, yeah, I mean, you're right. He's All he's doing is just talking and talking and talking, and I, I don't know what the formula would be to cash those checks. Sure, and and I think that's my point. I, I don't know that rebuild even falls into the dictionary in this sport anymore because for 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 two decades, this sport has been about what have you done for me lately, Right. And now, like, there's almost like you don't get a chance to say, "Well, we're rebuilding." Like Derek Dooley, year zero. No, no, no. See, the transfer transfer portal has done away with that in yeah. my mind. Like the the expectations are immediate and they are lofty. And you have a tough schedule. You have a tough out of conference in your division. You got Utah in your division. You got UCLA in your division. You got USC. Good luck. Yeah, good luck for sure. All right, what about you? You got another one? I do have another one. Uh, let me dip into the cloud here. Rick Barnes. Oh, sorry, wrong sport. <laughs> Steve Sarkeesian is my next okay. one on the He's list. On my list. He's on my it's list. It's pressure right now, like, but it's this one's almost cheating for me because, like, I mean, whereas Colorado, I'm expecting some some definite mumps in the road. Mm-hmm. He's not gonna get any grace. Like the grace period is over. Not in year three. Not in year three. Not you know because they've always doesn't matter who's been there. They've recruited. They've got talent. Uh, they lose some very important pieces. So, you know, so it'll be interesting to see how they replace them. Right. But, I mean, the grace period is over if there ever was one in his time there to this point. So, yeah, Steve Sarkeesian is there. But he's, he's like, so close to on the hot seat that I feel like a, just a cheater just breaking our rules uh, the whole time I'm, I'm talking about him here. Right. Uh, I think I think the pressure is even more lofty simply because you sign Arch Manning, who is everybody's favorite player on any football team. The, coo- the backup QB. The backup quarterback. So if things are not going well, he is going to have to manage that similar situation to, oh gosh, what was his name? Justin Fields is on the bench. You know what I'm talking about? Oh gosh, Jake Fromm. Jake oh, yeah, um, yeah. Justin Fields. Play Fields. Why is he not playing Fields? Why is he not playing Fields? Now you're going to have to manage that if Quinn Ewers is not gunslinging. Doing, yeah, gunslinging, doing exceptionally well. I mean, at the first sign of the pick, I guarantee you that fan base is going to be going, chanting Arch Manning's name, right? 16, 16, 16. Yeah. Uh, here's your – what is it that he lost? Here's your student ID, by the way. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I totally agree with Sarkeesian. I would love to look at his upcoming schedule real quick going in uh, into this conversation. Okay, yeah, yeah, this is tough. Just off the cuff. So, hosting Rice, which <clears throat> JT Daniels, let's not forget. <laughs> JT Daniels, Let's bro. not forget. Hey, he's a fast time. Yeah, okay. Hosting Rice at Alabama. Which is interesting. It's fascinating. I think that's a game that Texas can go in and win if you're looking at paper, right? But it's not how this game is played. I'm probably going to pick Bama when it comes time to because it's in Tuscaloosa and just because I'm not going to believe it with Sarkeesian until I see it. You host Wyoming. You travel to Baylor. You host Kansas, who is no longer of a, who's no longer a pushover. Red River rivalry at Houston. Home against BYU. Home against Kansas State. At TCU. At Iowa State, home against Texas Tech. Doable, 
I don't, again, similar to the language earlier, not favorable, but yeah. doable. I think if this cat doesn't go nine and three at the least. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know, man. <sighs> yeah. And like, they just need a bit more adaption too, uh, if that's even the word, because when it was crunch time last year, and, and this is partially yours as much as it is anybody, but. Where's Worthy? Where's Xavier Worthy? Like, where's he at? I'm going to him. You know what I mean? Like, even against TCU in that that weird defensive Big 12 game, that's just – that was weird. It was like, where's Worthy? Where's Worthy? And his completion percentage was just mud. I mean, it was garbage. It was, it was so bad. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, you know, will they take any steps? Because if they do, it could be really good. But, man, yeah. if, if they don't, he, he'll be out. There's no doubt in my mind. Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, I'm going to throw one at you. Oh, sure. Hoping that I take you by surprise here. Mike Gundy. Mike Gundy. I don't think that he's going is... anywhere, even yeah. if he bottoms out and goes four and eight. I don't think he's going anywhere. Okay. However, however, this this the layout of this conference, the Big 12, is taking a change this year, and it's going to take a bigger change when Texas and, and, and whatever the name is, Oklahoma leave. Yeah. So this is the prime opportunity for you t- for you to rise up and kind of get a hold of this conference with as yeah. good as you've been, as consistent as, as you've been over the past 10, 15 years, whenever it was that you took over. Yeah. You've, you've always been respectable. Your offense totally disappeared last season. Yeah. But if I'm Gundy, if I'm the athletic director, I'm like, I'm looking at him going, Hey dude, it's it's now. Now is the time. To, to raise Oklahoma State to another level, you have yeah. got to get a hold of this conference. Absolutely. No, it's, it's, it's now or never for them because the conference is their prestige, if you will, is going to take a, a significant hit when their top two prize ponies leave for the SEC. And, I mean, you just can't waste that. You cannot waste that. You can't let, you know, especially like a newcomer come in and, and really mm-hmm. challenge for that conference and things like that. Yep. You've got you've to put a good foot forward now. And, and really be a player there in contention every year. You can't have these weird vanishing offensive years like they kind of had because they look so strong in 2022, like midway through. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I agree with that completely. Um, I wonder I wonder what the dialogue is like there because, you know, he's probably built a lot of goodwill over the years up until maybe, you know, two, three years ago. Um, so I wonder what the dialogue is like there, like what the goals are, the expectations are because, it, I mean, They've been pretty good. He played there, so he's got a lot of deep-seated roots there. You know, I wonder I wonder if pressure is really starting to creep in that room because, honestly, if it isn't to this point, it, it really needs to be for them to, yes. to to be what they can be. Yes. It, I think I think it's a pressure, but I think it's a needed pressure for yeah. one, like to, to light a fire up under the butts a little bit. Yeah. Listen to this. I think the schedule is 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 pretty dang favorable. <clears throat> so home against Central Arkansas at Arizona State. I mean, they're going through a coaching change. Yeah. Uh, fixing culture, fixing locker room. Yeah. Even though it's in at Arizona State, I think you sh- I think you should can will win that game. Yeah, you have to. Home against South Alabama, that should be a win at Iowa State. This so so this is along the lines of what I'm talking about. Don't let an Iowa State get you. Yeah, right? yeah. Right? This is a time to you know establish yourself. Uh, home against Kansas State. Home you against- know what? I'm going to interrupt you. Time out. Go ahead. And I just want to add context because what I'm saying about Oklahoma State, Iowa State, because of the the you know the good every third or fourth year that they've had under Campbell. Mm-hmm. And then Kansas State, like what they did in 2022, they need to be saying the same thing as Oklahoma State. So Kansas that's State? just that's, that's just added pressure for Gundy. Sorry to interrupt you. Go ahead. I d- agreed. Yeah, I think it, it, that's a good point. Kansas State is applying that pressure to in Oklahoma State because Kansas State is also more uh, almost more suited to do what we're asking of Oklahoma State. Yeah. And they're going to give a, a much longer leash in this moment in 23 to climbing than probably Gundy has at Oklahoma yeah. State. That, that's an excellent point, though. So home against Kansas State, home against Kansas at West Virginia. That, I like that that's a road game because that's very winnable, right? Yeah. Home against Cincinnati. Uh, Bedlam. You got to win that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bedlam at Oklahoma. Not – I think that one is almost the – arguably the most important because – 
we're potentially losing this rivalry after this year, right? Yeah. This is a chance for Oklahoma State to say, deuces, have fun, have fun in that conference, right? Yeah. Uh, it'd be great if they could drop like a 49 to 14 thumping. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Which I don't know if it's going to happen. But then you're going to make a, a bit of a travel to Orlando, Florida to play UCF. And I couldn't tell you a lick about UCF. Uh, at Houston, home against BYU. There are opportunities there. Yeah. I, I see opportunities. Your away schedule is not bad. You got winnable games in Arizona State, West Virginia, even UCF, even Houston. I mean, you, those no, no reason you shouldn't go 4 and 0 in, in, in those that I just said. Yeah. So, Mike, I like that. Who do you got? Yeah. I'm going to go to the other side of the rivalry and I'm going to go Brent Venables. Yeah, I had him as well. Yep, yep, yep. You, you just you cannot do things like six and seven, five hundred. You can't do that at Oklahoma. There's been a an amazing, an admirable standard for twenty years plus, twenty five years since since things got right there uh, with uh, with Stoops, with with mm-hmm. Heupel and mm-hmm. their mm-hmm. runs and Jason Watt. You cannot recreate that. You'll be out in a heartbeat. It will yeah. go from pressure to not re- repeat what you did to like hey Dabo can I come back in like a heartbeat like it, yeah. it'll be like it'll be like that right. so agree I mean, especially because I mean yeah they mm-hmm. lost pieces they lost transfers out they didn't lose that much I mean seriously and I know uh, I know that Dylan Gabriel had injuries and that's a factor for sure but there were winnable games that they just got absolutely hammered in and they just didn't instill a lot of confidence for me so Brent Venables is on the list Agreed. And I think a major reason he is on the list is all the things that you said. And additionally, he is relying on two other people mainly to to have success. And that's this is not a fault against him. He's probably doing the right thing as a CEO. But he's really trusting Levy, and he's really trusting Dylan Gabriel. Like, he needs yeah. a great season out of Dylan Gabriel. And that's, yeah. that's going to be on Dylan, and that's going to be on Coach Levy off its court. Yeah, for sure. For sure. But totally agree. Like you, you gotta have you gotta have improvement, especially at a place like Oklahoma, where you've gone two decades of, of dominance, right? Yeah. You just got thumped by your arch rival Texas. That can't happen again. Okay. Yeah. So improvement's gotta be made. You know, it, it let's let's say can you flip to their schedule real quick? For Oklahoma's schedule? Yes. Yeah, here you go. They've <laughs> Arkansas State week one. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, please make them bleed. SMU week two at Tulsa, at mm. Cincinnati, mm. Iowa State, Red River Rivalry, bye week, UCF, at Kansas, at Oklahoma State, West Virginia, at BYU, to close with TCU. Bro, that's a tough schedule for Oklahoma. Yes, yes. Now, let me ask you this. Let's say they go 10-2, and 9-3. Yeah, but but it's a terrible loss to Texas, yeah. and it's another terrible loss to an Oklahoma State. And let's say you got a sneaky bad loss in there as well. Let's say you get drubbed by West Virginia. Yeah, you but you go nine and three. What's the what's the narrative going on in Norman? Oh man, I, I think the narrative is that they should have been better than that, it, and that's that's a, a broad one. But that they sh- should have been better than that. They have. You know, they've now got one of those – I don't know how old Dylan Gabriel is, but I know he's got to be in his last year of eligibility. So, mm-hmm. they've got one of those 25-year-old quarterbacks that that should just be good. I mean, he really should be good. The, the conference is still not known for their defenses. Levy is a – he's looked like a genius for more time than he's not. So, if, if they do that, like 9-3 and three with those losses that you mentioned, it's going to be that they should have been better than that, that they should have kept those games close, that they should have found that 10th win probably. And and I think it still leads to to more warmth in the uh, general vicinity of Brent Venable's seat than yeah. than it doesn't. Yeah, I agree. I agree. However, I do think that nobody looks back on that twenty three season and goes, "Man, good year nine and three. Because for one, that's not a good year no. in Oklahoma. Yeah. Everybody's talking about how they got drubbed by their rivals and yeah. West Virginia coming out of nowhere, right? Anyway. Yeah, somebody like that. Yeah. Totally agree on Brent Venables. Totally, totally agree. Let's see. My next one. 
<laughs> I'm starting to make my way into coordinators a little bit. Uh oh. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got one big fish left for you. That's about it. Though. Okay. Well, list, so. throw the big fish at no, me. No, 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 no. Okay. You ready for this? Yes. Coach with pressure. Mike Bobo. That is spot on. Because the fan base is almost torn on him. Yeah. With his with his tenure under Rick, he's coming in at not a good time. It would be it would have been better if he had came in last year or even yeah. next year because now he's going to be responsible for what quarterback takes the field, right? And I understand that's like a a decision between him and Kirby as well. But who's going to take the fall for that? It won't be Kirby. No, right? it won't be Kirby at this point. No, it'll be Bobo. And the yeah. and and the cry will be, we've seen this before. Like, what? Get him out. Right. Yeah. Because now you have you have the most favorable schedule I've ever seen in the history ever. of college football. And if ever. you have average quarterback play, average, you're gonna have pissed off Georgia fans. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're star studded, right? They're loaded. They're loaded. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they're still they're still more star studded in the trenches on defense for sure. There's still question marks at pass catchers now. That does that ignores the fact that you've got the best tight end. But since. I just talk about the quarterback room. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Got- no, no, no. Yeah, absolutely. Their quarterback room is loaded with with stars. Now they're no longer five stars. They are college players. They're not five stars anymore. Right. So what do you get out of them? And it's a crucial time, like you said. You know, I mean, <laughs> like throw a pick week one, and it's going to be it's going to be funny. Like it's going to be funny to sit back and watch or dive into Twitter or what have mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean it. You're right. It is a pressure situation because it is so favorable. If quarterback, God forbid, were to be the reason, or offense were to be the reason that they didn't make a playoff run, or you know didn't make it to Atlanta, or something weird like that, it would get it would get dicey, and it would be really hot for Bobo immediately. Agreed. Agreed. I, yeah. I, I think I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and say that his leash is longer short or whatever because ultimately Kirby is gonna decide that. Yeah. But that fan base, I, I th- there's a lot of Georgia fans that already do not love this hire. Oh yeah, dude. I mean, they're like, we're doing this again. They they don't understand, like if you dive deep, how good they were with him. I mean, co- they like they set quarterback records at Georgia under Bobo yeah. with Aaron Murray, I believe. So yeah, like they don't quite value him appropriately, which is that's the nature of college football in a nutshell. But. Yeah, I mean it's going to be interesting, and and also Kirby's never been in the position where he had to actually like fire someone or pull some you know quarterbacks. Yes, they had their 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 interesting times there, but like he's never had to fire a coordinator or anything like that. He's he's hardly ever had adversity, mm-hmm. so it would be interesting to see how he would handle that because sure. you know in his early times he didn't exactly handle everything beautifully, trying to put Justin Fields in on a fake fake punt, yeah. things like that. Now yeah. he's turned it around amazingly, better than you could have probably ever imagined, but. Right. What would happen if there was pressure with a coordinator or a position coach or quarterback? Yeah, yeah that's a great point because the the most pressure I think Kirby has faced is he can't get over Saban and he can't manage a game and he's obviously overcome both of those. But yeah, <clears throat> made some bad decisions there, like you said, in the early part of that tenure. I li- I like Bobo under pressure. I think it's legit. Yeah, I think absolutely. it's legit. Absolutely. Okay, you ready for this one? Oh no, I'm you ready. have one. You no, 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 no. It's your turn. It's your turn. It's your turn. It's your turn. Okay. All right. I have I have a question for you. I want you to, if, if ten is hot seat, you're getting fired, and zero is you're currently Kirby Smart. That's that's the pressure system here. Okay. So I want you to give me a rating for both of these coaches. Two coaches. All right. Okay. Actually, you know what? No, three. Three coaches. Okay. All right. Jim Harbaugh. What's the pressure level? Mm, one and a half. One and a half. Okay. I would go like a three and a half, four, because okay. the showings in the playoff have been, ugh, and yes, <clears throat> there's not been much, a ton of momentum off of them. Sure. Like they're not, you know, ripping up recruiting and they've been slow in NIL and all that. But three and a half, four, you're a one and a half. Yeah. I, because you, your back to back wins over Ohio State, which you, let's say we drop. Tennessee here. Let's say we drop Bama and we drop Georgia, but we beat Florida. I'm still feeling pretty good because yeah. oh, we yeah. haven't done that. We haven't done that. And so, all the things we lost, for sure. 
Yeah, for sure. So I do think there's a little bit of pressure on him to kind of beat Ohio State again. They're going to have turnover at quarterback. You've got Corum back. You've got well, you've sorry, you've got that backfield back with him, McCarthy, Edwards, all those guys. You've recruited really well. Odds are in your favor, so there might be a little bit of pressure. But that game, the big the big game is is at home. I, that pressure is low to me. Okay, though. I'm cool with that because I'm like I said, I'm I'm three and a half four. You okay. know what I mean? He's going to leave on his own terms if he leaves anytime soon. Yeah, Ryan Day, give me the pressure level. All right, so Ryan Day's on my list actually. All right, good. Good. Ryan Day is on my list. I think Ryan Day is under pressure. He's not yeah. on the hot seat, but he's under pressure. Tell me the last time Ohio State has gone back to back seasons losing to Michigan. Oh, I can't. I have I can't. I can't do that. It's been a long time, man. Can't do it. Yeah. CJ Stroud, arguably, now statistically, he's your greatest quarterback ever. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. But he doesn't have a big Ten title and he never played in a, and he never played for a natty. Yeah. So, oh yeah, he did. No, he didn't. No. 2020. Well, it was Fields. Fields. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So just due to the fact of those of those facts on CJ, and you haven't beaten Michigan in it's well, gosh, since 2019. Oh god, dude. Oh my gosh. COVID is applying pressure to Ryan Day because yeah. Michigan used to do this thing where they were counting the days since the last time they beat you know, Ohio State. Now Michigan's doing that. COVID year is just adding a whole nother 365 yeah. days on, on top of it. He is under pressure. I'm going to say that's like a seven and a half, eight. Yeah. It's up there. I, I, that's the region that – that's the one thing I hate is that's where I'm sitting as well because I'm not like – I'm not like too crazy hot yet. But, dude, like I, I think if they drop a game that they shouldn't like before Michigan, then I think the pressure goes through the roof. And then if – even if you don't do that and you lose to Michigan for a third straight time, mm -hmm. it's going to be pressure like we have not seen Agreed. in Columbus. I mean, Agreed. because also they're, they're, they're sitting here thinking we can go hire anybody we want to. We could pull Nick Saban if we wanted to. That's the way they view themselves somewhat sure. appropriately so because they've been really good. Yeah. So, I mean, it's going to get crazy. It's going to go from like theoretically zero to 60 pressure-wise for him if a couple things go bad and they're doing that like it's that situation with with a new quarterback. So yes, it's going to be fascinating. I'm I'm actually excited to see how they do because of that. So your season and your pressure is going to come down to really just a few games here at Notre Dame. Yeah, which is which I think I mean obviously Sam Hartman than last is, year. is going to be that X factor, right? Sam yeah. Hartman's going to be that X factor. You're going to you've got the Penn State game, which is at home. Okay. I think really highly of Penn State this year, by the way. Yeah. New quarterback. That's what we're all about. Yeah. At Madison, Wisconsin, I think that is a trap. That's and it's a trap weird because it, because it comes post-Penn State and before Rutgers. Yeah. Uh, if Penn State sucks the life out of Ohio State, even in a win, that could be rough because Wisconsin, I don't know if y'all know this, but Wisconsin's going to be throwing the ball this year. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. Crazy. And then you've got, obviously, the Michigan game, which is – in Ann Arbor. I think there's pressure, man. You can't – I think if you lose to Michigan or uh, almost if you don't go 12-0, and 0, right? Yeah. Like 11-1 and 1 is like his his pressure point. Like 11-1 and 1 with it being Michigan or like being somebody it shouldn't. And like if – here's the thing. If they miss the playoffs, the pressure will be through the roof. Like hot seat talk. If they miss the playoffs, I think like that's such a high bar. But yeah. that's where I'm at with them. I mean, I, there's already been talk about hot seat with him. That's why he's so fascinating to me because what he's done would be a lot of other programs, you know, high point in the last quarter century and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. So they are fascinating to me. The only way I think you can go 11 and one is if you beat Michigan and lose to Notre Dame. Almost not yeah. even the Penn State because Penn State's at home. Yeah. But that might be doable because Penn State. Is really loaded. Drew Aller, yeah. if he, he lives up to his expectations at that quarterback spot, that could be uh, problematic. Yeah, I just don't think you can lose to Michigan. Yeah, I agree. Anyway, all right. And I said I had three coaches. Here's the last name. Same deal. Zero to ten. Ten is the the roof is on fire. Okay. Nicholas Lou Saban. 
<laughs> okay, so this is almost not fair. Yeah, exactly. This is almost not fair. And here's why it's not fair. <clears throat> because your name is Nick Saban. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So I'm gonna come. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a little bit. I'm gonna come back to this because I'm gonna throw a name at you that is going to impact this conversation right here. Okay. Good. If so, the pressure, if there is any, it's not a lot. It's not oh, the yeah, most. Sure. It's not intermediate. I think it's low. Yeah. But I think it can rise. Yeah. If if they're if the offense is not doing the things that it could be, would be, should be doing, if the defense is doing similar things, yada, yada, yada. But here's why it's not fair. Because if things don't go well, he's just going to fire him at the end of the year, and he's fine. Because, yeah. because of, of the equity that he should have. Yeah, yeah. Tuscaloosa. Yeah. So yeah, no. I'm going to throw a low number like two. Yeah. And the whole reason I mentioned his name is, is one, because when you pitch this idea, this conversation to me, he was actually the first name that came to mind. That's like, weird. not like hot seat, but again, pressure. He was like one of the first names that came to mind for me because for the first time in 14 years, there's a little pressure. I mean, a little, like one and a half, two, two and a half. Fair. But the, the other reason that I think there's pressure is because this, like we've talked about, this would be one of the most impressive, like if he makes a run, like a, like a playoff appearance like this would be one of the most impressive ones with mm -hmm. just the, the sheer number of things that they lost, coordinators, quarterbacks, you name it. It would be so impressive. So that's the reason because like a 10-2 and two just – it doesn't sit well in Tuscaloosa because of what he's built. But you're right. Say the pressure mounts, say they go 10-2, and two, he fires a coordinator, he does whatever X, Y, and Z, and, you know, they continue to say the words – that we will not say on this program. <laughs> <laughs> Pandemonium reigns, keeping it clean yeah. one pot yeah. at a time. Yeah. So I'm going to use that to transition to the next person on my list, another coordinator, but I do want to come back to another head coach here in a minute, Tommy Reese. Under oh, pressure. gosh. Good call. Good call. Under pressure. Bill O'Brien did him no favors. Losing Bryce Young is brutal. I mean, yep. and listen – I'm, I just struggle with – I struggle with the quarterback group, number one. Also, the receivers have kind of let you know let us down from like the, the wicked good days of – you know, there was, you can only go – That run. Go, yeah. That ungodly You can only run. go down from there. Like, yeah. there's no up from there. So, like, that's, that's something that they're combating. But I'm just – I don't know, man. I mean, Jalen Milrow never inspired anything in me. Ty Simpson, I feel like he would have got a chance at – any other place in any other games and he didn't mm. so yeah players will improve from their first to second years that's that's scientific fact but man it's going to be interesting tommy reese has got the pressure i believe that tommy reese is under pressure because for one i actually don't think there's a quarterback battle going on with with tommy reese's pass way of schemes calling games stuff like that i think there's pressure because I think it's Ty Simpson. I don't think it's Joel Miller. I think it's. I think there's pressure because he can easily overcomplicate this. Just run yeah. the ball. Just yeah. Just run it. Yeah. Uh, it, it should be rather simple. And he strikes me as one of those guys who's going to overcomplicate things. He's he's never competed on any level in this conference. He didn't play in this conference. He hasn't coached in this conference. Played at Notre Dame. He's always been at Notre Dame. And you're Nick Saban's puppet. So yeah. you are the scapegoat, right? So if things don't yes. go well, it, I mean, it's you, bro. I'm like, Ty Simpson, like if Ty Simpson doesn't do well, yes, he can enter the portal, but the pressure's not going to be on Ty Simpson next offseason. It will be, why is Tommy Reese still here? Yeah. 100%. Any other any other coordinator could do something with Ty Simpson, right? Yeah. yeah. Five-star quarterback. I mean, tell me that's not going to be the things that you hear. Oh, so, dude, yeah. Tom Reese, tons of pressure. I think I, it, I think it's up there. I think it's eight or nine. Uh, I might go like maybe like six and a half, seven and a half. But okay. yeah, it's up there. It's up there. Yep. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. Do you have any more? Because I'm about to head back to head coaches. 
Uh, I saved the uh, the three piece for last, so I'm I'm just here to respond to uh, your coaches at this point. Okay, well then before we get, I got to, actually I'm wrong. I had to slide down my notes. I got two more coordinators I want to throw at you before we move back to a couple high coaches and call it a day. Cool. I don't know his name. I don't know who this person. I don't know. I don't know this person's name, but whoever the defense coordinator is at Southern Cal. Oh, Alex Grinch. Sure, whatever. That's that's it's the guy that was hot commodity for a few years at like. Washington State. I think yeah. he did some time at Ohio State, and then he was. I think he went to Oklahoma with, uh, with the old sunglasses there. My gosh, Lincoln Riley, sure. and uh, I think that's who that is. Yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah. So the reason I say this is I don't care if your name was Brian Erlacher, Mike Mike Ditka, Ray Lewis. I don't think it matters. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think you have to start doing some things defensively because this has been Lincoln Riley's mo. It's been his DNA, even in his time in Oklahoma, and he's—they're not—they're not going to get rid of him. They're not. USC has been down for a decade and a half, right? Yeah, they're finally got a Heisman winner, and they're going to attribute that to to <sighs> Garrett Riley or Garrett Riley. Um, <laughs> what's, what's his name? Lincoln. Lincoln. Uh, Lincoln Riley. So the pressure—I don't think the pressure is on him at all. I think the pressure is solely falling to the defensive coordinator and he, and him hiring a dude that says, "Dude, you—you've got to get stops. You—you you got to figure this out." Yeah, not my problem. No. Your problem. And it, there's <laughs> pressure there because they're going to score points, and sometimes they're going to do it quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so, yeah, absolutely. They're going to dominate offensively until they just the, until the Lord comes back in the Pac-12 in the current version of it. And then, you know, it'll be interesting when they go play some cold weather games and things like that in a few years. But, but yeah, I mean, they have to get stops. They have to make improvements that way. I, I don't I don't know if this is true, but I read a headline within the last six or eight weeks where Grinch or whoever the D.C. is out there was asking his trenchmen on defense to slim down. And I'm like, have you seen film of y'all? Like, mm. what are we doing? What are we doing? Things have to change. Agreed. I'm I'm someone that if I have the problem that Lincoln Riley has had of getting to the first round of the playoff or having a, a one loss season, but giving up 40 points a game, like even if I'm Josh Hopple, like like and that continues to be the problem. Say I can't live with that. Like I've got to fix that at all costs, even mm-hmm. if it means taking you know if it's a scale, taking some of the offense away to balance it out. That's me. So I, I just don't know why you wouldn't do everything. I mean. It seems like it, it seems like staying at Oklahoma and making the move to the SEC would have been better towards that than going to USC where you're just not going to play anybody until they go to the Big Ten. You know that that seems like that would have solved it more. So you would have recruited differently and, and things like that. But yeah, absolutely, a lot of pressure on whoever that man is. Can you think of the narrative if Colorado and USC get into a shootout and Colorado Ooh. hangs 45, 51, something like that? I mean, yeah, could be rough. It will be ugly. It'll be, be rough, ugly. It'll be rough. Uh, anyway, so Grinch, whatever. I think he's under pressure. Yeah, hundred percent. I think he's on. I think he's on an island there. All right, G- do the scale thing, one to ten. Okay. All right. But I'm not going to tell you his name right away. I'm going to try to give you a hint and see, right, cool. see, see if this comes to your mind. He's a coordinator. He's an offense right. coordinator. Okay. He his head coach. His fan base is in love with him right now. Fan base is in love with the head coach. Okay. Gotcha. If you haven't done a whole lot overall as a head coach. Yeah. Can you tell me who the coordinator is? We're talking about uh, Logan's Logan's at South Carolina. (laughs) We're connecting. I love it. We're mind link, baby. I I think he's under pressure because they didn't like the hire from the get. Yeah. Yeah. Because they held on to the buddy of the head coach for too long before anything changed. Mm-hmm. And they hired a tight end coach from the SEC West, and I don't know the perks of it. You know, here's the thing: I'll, I almost put Beamer on my list, but on my pressure list, that is. But I didn't. I'm just kind of tired of talking about him. To be honest with you, like, yeah, yeah. He, he, the way that I view Beamer is, he's actually got to do something more than just beating Clemson and, and UT last year. Because the the thing is, losing in dramatic fashion one week. Or, you know, having a game with Georgia State or Middle Tennessee State because your offense is so inconsistent. Like, it's just not going to cut it long term. So, you have to actually do something for me. Like, more than just two wins last year that you cr- credit to you. They were good wins. But, yeah, Loggins, Logans, Dowell, Loggins, however you say his name, 
I think that one's coming in six, six and a half on the jump at minimum because of how rough things were at times with Satterfield and Rattler. And frankly, last year should have been one of the best offenses they ever had. I mean, it really mm-hmm. should have been. And my God, was it not consistent, if, if anything. Yeah, agreed. And I don't think that there's anybody outside of Columbia, South Carolina, that is going to give you the grace of, yeah, but you lost Lloyd in the portal. Yeah, but you lost Jaheim Bell in the portal. I don't, yeah. I, don't, I don't think anybody outside of Columbia, South Carolina is going to give you that. You might have some people inside the locker room or inside the administration, inside the city fans, whatever, who might give you that. However, I – if I'm him, I might I might have been like, you know what? Forget that. Yeah, I'll I'll take another job somewhere else. Yeah. Bump this. I mean, if you yeah. don't want me, if you don't want me here, you're not excited about being here. Uh, that's fine. I'll I mean, whatever. I'll go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Uh I'm back to head coaches. I've only got a few here, and then we'll we'll call it a day. I think this one's obvious, which is sad because I really like this guy. He's been there forever. Kirk Ferentz, Ferentz, whatever, uh, have you say his name. I should, I, I should have said it and just cut you off because I knew immediately as well. Yeah, you know, here's the thing. If if you can have an offense as – there's not a, a clean word safe enough for these airwaves that I can say to describe how bad it was last year. If you can do that and then retain your son as the offensive coordinator – that just tells me that the pressure is still around a five at most. And I think the pressure should be sky high at this point mm-hmm. because it's it's obvious. The Agreed. level of complacency that is involved Agreed. here is so obvious. And, and you know, just having the job because of your name and because of uh, nepotism or whatever the word is for, you know, hiring and retaining your family for or a friend, you know, something like that. I think it's low because you were allowed to do those things. You had a – you wasted a, a an amazing defense. But I think it's in the four to six range, if you will, uh, right right around middle. And I, I just think they need to crank it up a notch and get serious. Or else this can go really badly. And then imagine having to perform a rebuild at Iowa. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't think that you can come anything close to what you did last year as far as offensive producti- product productivity. I don't I don't think that can – nothing close. It, it, it can't even it, – it's got to approve by like 100 yards per game. That, like, yeah, it's it's so atrocious, so atrocious. It's sad. He's a good dude. He's been there forever. But you're coming to a point where you've got, I mean, college kids there now. You think they care about what the, the stuff he did when he was first there, or I mean, no. or what went on when he had Drew Tate, which is a name most people don't even know. I mean, no. So you you, you got to do something. You got mm-hmm. God, you got to. You got to do something, especially yeah. when it, when it's your kid. You've almost put yourself in a bit of a pickle there. Oh yeah, with that hire. So Kirk Ferentz, no brainer in my mind. I'm curious about this one. I want to okay. know. I want to know what you think. Give me the scale, Mel Tucker. This one could be maybe I'm off because of just how far away we are from East Lansing here in the southeast, and thank God, frankly, that we're where we are, but. <laughs> I don't feel like I hear enough, uh, meaning I think the pressure is too low for him as well. Um, and, and maybe it's higher. Maybe I'm just completely out of the loop on them and, and misreading the situation. But, dude, I think it should be, again, like five and a half to seven. Not not red hot yet. Not red hot. Not hot seat mm-hmm. for sure. And, and, and 2021 was good. 2021 was good. But, boy, did you follow that up in – true Michigan State football, like, weird fashion where you had a mm-hmm. good year and then you just laid a, a turd, not even an egg. Like, you laid yeah. a turd. Like, yeah. so you cannot repeat that. I'm not the biggest fan or believer in the roster pieces or what they've added or what they mm-hmm. have coming back even. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still don't think it's high enough. I think it should be in the five-and-a-half-six region at the minimum based on the contract that he fleeced them out of off of mm. 2021. Yeah. That like that has to be a factor. You, if you're going to write a contract like that, you can't be afraid to pay, pay the buyout. So yeah, that's fair. If like if 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 you do the same thing or anything like it, I think it cranks on up to to hot seat level for 2024, maybe even at the end of this year. But again, I just don't feel like I'm hearing enough. That's where my skill would be if if I was a decision maker there. Yeah, I agree with you, and I think that's a part of of being a head coach is how many times is your brand in front of people. 
you know, even even across the nation. And I think you're making a good point here with the. I just don't know. So yeah. I, I guarantee you, I could go look at the <clears throat> recruiting rankings, and like I'm not going to know much. I do know that they're really excited about a D lineman. Yeah, I can tell you his name. You're living at this point. 2021 is is two years away. Kenneth Walker's will be two years away or two years removed. I don't think you can repeat anything close to what you did last season, but it's going to be so dang tough because you're guaranteed Ohio State. You're guaranteed Michigan. You're guaranteed Penn State. You're guaranteed a tough Maryland, right? Yeah. Um, Rutgers? <laughs> whoop de doo right? You know, that's that's a really hard job, Michigan State. And, Michigan and State's a tough job. They've done some work with with both, you know, now and in the last ten or so. But that is a really tough job, especially and, and only more so as Michigan puts things together and, and forms consistency. And we know Harbaugh's been there a while now, but you know, it's like now the consistency's coming that we've been looking for. That's a that's a tough job and a tough yes. division. And yes. it's not getting easier. So yes. Yes. that's why I think the pressure should be higher. You should want and expect more based on what he did before. So, yes. where's it going to be? Let's you and I walk through the schedule together. Let's give them wins, losses, and let's, let's, see, if it. it's, let's see if it's acceptable or not. All right. Home against Central Michigan. Dub. Dub. Home against Richmond. Dub. <laughs> <laughs> two and oh. They're about to be two and one. Home against Washington. That's probably a loss. I mean, they Man, should be. Man, Washington's returning Michael Phoenix. A lot of. Yeah. A lot of offense, man. They should lose that game. I don't know that Michigan State can score enough points. No, I don't. I don't either. Two and two and one, fair. Yeah, two and one. Home against Maryland. Oh gosh, dude. They, so really is is surprise little is little of low gone? I don't think so. I think he's back. That's two and two. Two and two. Agreed. Agreed. At Iowa. Boy, that's gonna be a tough defense again, man. And I was there again. This is one of those situations like Colorado and Nebraska. You cannot lose this game, either team. Oh, man. Because of the offensive woes at Iowa, I'm going to say three and two. I'm going to give Tucker the benefit of the doubt. Wow. Okay. So I was going to say with the addition of McNamara and the fact that it's in Iowa, I kind of like Iowa there. Okay. That's fine. I don't, I think it's a toss up in the end. Yeah. I have no problem going Spartan. So we're, they're at three and two. Is that right? Yeah. For me, two and three for you. Yeah. Uh, okay. At Rutgers. That should be a dub. Four and two for me. Four and two. Okay. Home against Michigan. Four and three. Four and three. <laughs> At Minnesota. Ooh. Minnesota. I think I oh, lost. man. I I'm going lost. four. And, yeah, I'm going four and four. I can't do it. Four and four. Home against Nebraska. Oh, gosh, dude. Nebraska should be looking at this like, hey, we saw what they did. This is a snoppable game. Uh -huh. Say at Nebraska? No, it's in East Lansing. Okay. I will go five and four, but that oh I can't I'm excited for that game already. <laughs> but five, I mean that's a dub. Five and four. I mean Matt Rule has been known to put up points. So Exactly. Exactly. It's gonna be sneaky. You're gonna have a quarterback battle in Casey Thompson and Jeff Sims potentially. Yeah. Can't tell me that Rule's just gonna keep Sims off the field even if he doesn't win the quarterback quarterback e battle. Exactly. You know who it is in Michigan State? It's gonna be Peyton Thorne, who's not so hot without Kenneth Walker. Yeah. And he's lost Jaden Reed now. Okay. So, yeah, I don't, I don't hate that. So, you're at four and four, you said? I'm at I'm at five and four now. I'm going to give them that one. Okay. Uh, at Ohio State? <laughs> five and five. No doubt about it. At Indiana? Indiana bringing in Taven Jackson. And Indiana's kind of due for like one of those like seven, eight win years. Oh, man. Dude, that's a toss up for me. I don't know which way to go, but oh. you gotta pick. If they're gonna win bowl, if they're going to a bowl, they're winning that game. I'm gonna say they barely do that. Six and five. And you probably know which what the last one's gonna be. It's Penn State and it's a loss. Yeah, it's a loss. Six and six, baby. So whether they go five or seven or six and six, is Mel Tucker still in East Lansing or what kind of pressure is he under? I think the seat will be hot for twenty twenty four because it's gotta be. Of, yeah, it's gotta exactly. Be. It's gotta be. Has to be. Oh, man. It stinks because I like Mel Tucker. Tuck is coming. <laughs> Tuck is coming. It's really just because he's a black version of me. That's all it is. <laughs> yeah, that's it. 
All right, so I've got one guy left, and we're gonna we're gonna end the show right here. And I really see this guy falling under the hot seat category, and I also see him falling under the just the most pressure category. I don't know if anybody is under a bigger microscope than Jimbo Fisher. Absolutely, he's he's that's why I didn't mention him. He's hot seat for me. He's hot seat because that. Yeah, I think they're ready to pay that buyout if things don't go well. And they brought in Bobby Petrino to make it go well. Boy, is there a chance for a clash there? My gosh! Okay, we could have a fist fight on the sidelines between you, those two. Man. You could, you could, and they're, I. They're both just take red, my money. as redneck as me, and you know they're just ready to fight. Man, come on! I, 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 I will pay to see that. Like, oh yeah, but here's here's what I think can potentially happen that will create the pressure on on Jimbo, and it will be self inflicted. Because if things don't go well, and even offensively, it, let's say Petrino just does not doing well for whatever reason. Yeah. Not saying that Jimbo's tying his hands or anything like that, because I'm about to get into that. <laughs> Your scapegoat's going to be get rid of Petrino. Yeah. Which could even still cause pressure because, I mean, you went out and you got a known offensive mind and it still didn't work out. How are you not at least under pressure? I mean, yeah. come on, yeah. come on. But let's say, let's say that I'm stealing this from Josh Pate. Let's say you do what you're supposed to against New Mexico. You go 77 to 10. <laughs> yeah. All right. You hang up a bunch of points just because yeah. your roster's that much better. Right. But you're in Coral Gables next week at Miami and you're going into halftime and it's tied at nine. Right. Yeah. Are you? I do, I think Jimbo is egotistical, and I think he is a control freak, and I think he's looking at Bobby saying, "You're done, dude. I'm calling it." Yeah, quickly, and, quickly and to pull and the trigger on it. Right back to 2022. Yeah. Right. The only difference is you just got Bobby Petrino up in your booth. Yeah, dude. Quick side note that that I forgot Mario. Mario's got pressure. My gosh, did I Mario, Mario. Cristobal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Good night. What a Agreed. what a loser I am. Proceed, <laughs> sorry. You said uh, what? I said proceed, sorry. Proceed. <laughs> no, what I thought you said. Okay. Oh, no. Okay, okay. Oh, so man. yeah, so I think I think it could be I think if he wants to keep it off of him, he's 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 got to let Bobby Petrino sink or swim. Yeah, absolutely. But, he's got to just hand it over. But how do you think this is going to unfold? I see him handling this well. Dude, no way. There's no way he's going to handle this well. I mean, they're just, there's two big, two, two planet sized egos out there. <laughs> like, what are we doing, somebody? And, and I just don't see it going well. I mean, like, they have so much talent and they were so, so bad last year. And it, it just does not add up. I think he's going to meddle like the way that, that, uh, my man Gus Malzahn used to medal at Auburn. That's the way I think it's going to go, and and I think they're just going to have to pay him a lot of money to go away. Fair, fair. I have a question for you that I think might dictate or might like help this conversation. Does Jimbo Fisher have a daughter? I do not know, Grasshopper. Because let's say it's summertime, it's hot outside, you know, in Aggieland. Jimbo's daughter brings some drinks for the team or something that day and let's just say Bobby Petrino forgot his sunglasses. You know what I'm saying? Oh my god. Pot looking. Oh my gosh. I just I will pay money to see Jimbo and Bobby Petrino in a fight. Like yeah, dude. I want that to explode so bad. I just want it man, I want them to go back to the cellar. Like, I'm sorry guys. I'm tired of you. Tell him on wore me out. And then you just didn't do anything after, so I'm I'm just over it. I'm sorry. Oh my gosh! Hey, let's do the same thing we did with who was that? We just did them. What was that schedule? Michigan State. Let's do that with A and M real quick. Sounds and good. And let's just see what happens. Uh, one and zero, New Mexico, right? One and zero at Miami. Two and zero because of their defense, not okay. their offense. Okay. I, I I don't hate that at all. Three and zero, UL Monroe, right? Yep, three. Okay. Home against Auburn. 
That's a four because of their defense and the 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 hill that Auburn has to climb. Okay. All right. At Arkansas. This will be the last time that I trust Sam Pittman this way. That is four and one. Four and one. That so that means that Arkansas finally does it in Dallas, right? Have, yes. have, they've yet to do it, right? Yeah, correct. Okay. I believe. Okay. okay. Home against Bama. That's a uh, four and two. They're not doing it again. Not that they did it last year. In Knoxville. Three losses, four <laughs> wins. Uh, so you mean they're going to go? They're losing back to back to back right there. Yeah, Arkansas, yeah. Alabama, UT—that's losses. Yeah, yeah, and it doesn't get a whole lot easier. Uh, home against South Carolina. Defense prevails. That's five and three. Agreed. I think there's a revenge for revenge game there. Yeah. At Ole Miss, mm, they ain't. I don't think they're doing that. Oh man, their defense should be good, but Ole Miss has so many weapons. I'm gonna go five and four. Okay, okay, okay. Home against Mississippi State. They should do that. That's probably six and four right there. Abilene Christian, seven and four. Seven and four. At LSU. Seven and five. Can Jimbo Fisher afford to go seven and five? No. I think even eight and four could get dicey depending on the four. I don't think he can go seven and five, man. I think they'll take their chances. Not with the way you've recruited. There's there's no excuses. chances. Yes, and you went out and you got a genius. What I mean, Petrino uh, has won everywhere, right? Yeah. Like, this yeah. is what he does. He puts up points. He's solid in the offensive department. Jimbo will be without excuse. Oh, yeah, dude. He's done everything possible at that point. So, And it could be just because of the culture going on in in – because you did not bring in a culture guy with Bobby Petrino. No. You didn't, you didn't do it. You didn't do mm. it. Yeah, I think I think Jimbo is – is out at that point. Yeah. Totally out at that point. I think right. it's like uh Sarkeesian. He needs nine and three like he needs oxygen and ten and two would be a lot more favorable. And that's not happening. But we gave him seven to five, so that means yeah. he he has to beat has to beat a Tennessee. He's gotta beat Ole Miss, Miss gotta beat a Arkansas. Bama, Arkansas. He's got he's gotta yeah. win what, two of those? At least. And and still I think nine and three could be dicey if if you don't compete in those games. I mean Man, I mean, if you, it could get struggling. ugly. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it could get real ugly if you lose week two. It, which exactly, is, like, which I think is doable. That that will be the biggest one of the biggest momentum games of of anybody's season for yeah. as far as I'm concerned. Agreed, agreed, agreed. I'm gonna end with one last question, make it quick, and then we're gonna bounce out of here. How much longer is Brett Belima in Champaign, Illinois? <sighs> I'm gonna say this could be his spot. This could be his spot. He could get poached. But I think he's done what he wanted to do as far as leaving and trying things, man. If he wants to stay in this game, I think he's there. Okay. Even if Wisconsin-Nebraska turn it up? Nebraska would be interesting for me if, if they were to, you know, come after him or anything like that. I don't, I don't mean I like don't, that. I mean, I mean like raise their level. I mean, like oh, rule is the guy. Oh, Fickle, Fickle is the guy. That, well, you know, I mean, I thought that I'll, I'll never think a decision is weirder than what Wisconsin, what he had there to Arkansas. So I think he'll, I think he'll weather it out. I really do. And I think this is his spot. What if he goes five and seven? He's got some leash. It's okay. Illinois. He's got some leash. He goes, five he'll have and to be two or three years of that. Three, 24. Yeah. Okay. I All think right. then he would be hot going 25, but he's, he's got some leash. So what if he goes 10 and two? Does he get hired away? I'm, I, that's what I'm saying. Like I think he's, I think he's experimented and he's done those things. And and again, I don't, I don't think you want to blow that up again. But money is is a heck of a drug. Well, you can make a move without doing something absolutely stupid and and you jumping, could. you know, to the to the SEC of sorts. But let's say, let's just just real quickly. I know we said you know just a few minutes here, but let's say you you beat Kansas, you beat Toledo. Let's say you keep Penn State really close, but you lose that. You beat FAU. You beat Purdue. You beat Nebraska. You beat Maryland. You beat Wisconsin. You beat Minnesota. You beat Indiana. You go eleven and one, and and the one loss is close, like like one score game. Texas A&M might be 
might be available. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, maybe maybe he would. I don't know. But Riley's I out just, in Southern Cal saying, hey, man, can you coach defense? <laughs> my gut is just telling me that he wants to be at a place. Like, he wants to build something, you know, okay. not, not just be a, a stone stepper. You know what I mean? But, but can you at Illinois? Can you? Can you? I think they can because of the transfers that they can bring in because they had such a strong year last year. I think they can. It'll be a long haul, not a uh, not a sprint. I got you. I got you. Well, we would love for you to comment on this video and let us know. We'd love for you to like button. Love for you to message us, Pandemonium Range Podcast at gmail.com. Let us know what you think. Like, subscribe, tell your mommies and your daddies, your paws from Arkansas, all the people, your greasy granny, panty, grandma. Oh, that was weird. That was a fumble of words. Tell somebody about your boys at Pandemonium Rains. We love you guys. Hope you have a fantastic day. This was a little longer than we anticipated, but maybe we'll be back with you later in the week. We're cooking up something. We'll see what happens. Not sure yet. Michael still hasn't cut his hair. We'll find out. Long too. <laughs> we love you guys. God bless. Go balls. GBO.